0: Did you know a young boy drowned here? He was my son. And today is his birthday. Yeah, baby! (laughs) You won't believe my parents' cabin. Here we are. Pretty nice, huh? Ah. All right, you ready? Here, but I'm looking for my sister. She's gone missing. Have you seen her? Jane she missing. She's dead. <laughs> People go missing around here. They're gone for good. <gasps> There's something out <on> there. We <laughs> gotta get out of here! Come on, you guys! Oh my God! This place is called Camp Crystal Lake. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy. And as always, I am Johnny. Mm, I'm still Randy. And happy Friday the 13th to everyone. Is it already Friday the 13th? Yes. Kind of got us by surprise this time. Yes, it did. And I know everyone who follows us is wondering where the heck is the faculty? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're late on it. Big time. From but we have reasons. Yes. And that's what I was fixing to explain those. No, you know what? You explain those reasons. What reasons? You know. I have no idea what you're talking you about. You know what Dude. I'm talking about. Go ahead. Well, this week is because Friday the 13th. You can't go Friday the 13th without doing a Friday the 13th movie. It has become our tradition. Mm-hmm. Facts. The last week, me and you were both dealing with allergy cold symptoms and you wouldn't have been able to hear us on here anyway. We were going to be coughing and hacking the entire time. Didn't want to do that. And it's funny because this same exact time last year in April, we did Freddy versus Jason. Everything went smooth. Then we did your favorite, Silence of the Lambs, and we both were coughing. We had to get up and leave the table. Yep. And here it is a year later. and it, But it, it, it's just part of being in Missouri. Mine's like mine's like clockwork. Yeah. It happens every spring, and then it happens again in the fall. And just luckily, we happened to record what we like to call horror talk. And We, we just Yeah, and we just happened to record that episode, and we didn't know when we were going to air it, and we were talking about, man, we'll just keep it for a rainy day. And that rainy day came, and we were both sick, so we wouldn't be able to do the faculty. I feel like we weren't going to be able to do the faculty <laughs> justice. Yeah. So that's why you got horror talk episode two last week. This week, we were planning on doing the faculty, and I just happened to look at the date, and sure enough, it was Friday the 13th. And you cannot do a Friday the 13th without doing a Friday the 13th film. I mean, you can, but... Why would you? Yeah. I don't really think you could call yourself a true horror podcast if you skip a Friday the 13th. Right. And... Of course, so far, I think, except for the Manhattan one, I picked Jason Goes to Hell. hmm You picked Manhattan, and now it was my pick again, so I picked the 2009 remake. Because you had never seen it. Nope. I like the film, and that being said, give me your thoughts. Trash. Hot garbage. <laughs> no. It was good. It was really good. I, uh... <clears throat> I've grown fond of the old Jason look up until um, Ken Kirsinger and Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now I'm basing all of my favorite Jasons around Ken Kirsinger. I mean, we've already had discussions about Kane Hodder mm-hmm. and the difference between him and Ken. Um, for me, Derek Mears is a happy medium between... Now, I mean, not even really a happy medium, I don't guess, between Ken Kersinger and uh, Kane Hodder. But to me, it was a more believable human Jason. Yes. As opposed to Kane Hodder's. Right. Because for me, Kane Hodder's movements, kind of they tend to be robotic almost. Like they're bam, 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 bam. Yeah. How, Whereas, how his head moves yeah, with his neck. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, Derek Mears moves like a serial killer on the hunt. Right. Like he looks like just a normal guy in a hockey mask. Right. Um and then Ken Kirsinger, of course, is the hulking, menacing, mm-hmm. just you know Frankenstein. Frankenstein like guy. Right. Know? And I still like Ken Kersinger's better. Because it's more That's your favorite. Yeah, it's my favorite. And it's the same reason that I like Tyler and mm-hmm. Michael Myers. Because it's just it seems like they're these hulking figures. You know? Right. And and that's what's funny, because I've always said it, Um, my favorite Jason is C.J. Graham. Always. That's the original, right? No, 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 no. No? No. C.J. Graham was from part six, which is my favorite Friday 13th film. But I would say in my top three, it is C.J. Graham, um, Kane Hodder, and Derek Mears. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, not in that specific order, yeah, yeah. but I'm just saying those are my three. When I think of Jason, those are my Jasons. Uh, when I first seen this back in 2009, when it came out, we went to theater watched it, me and Carolyn. And I loved it. Uh, I thought Derek Mears did a great... Mm-hmm. He actually brought Jason to be scary again, in my opinion. Yeah. But that's we'll, we'll get more into that when we actually give our yeah. thoughts and reviews on it. But... Uh, before we get started, do you want to uh, tell them where we can, they can check us out and all that good stuff? Anywhere you can get your pod- like Like, you're listening to it, so you obviously know where you're going to get it from. Anywhere you can get your podcast. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. we are now on iTunes, uh, Breaker, anywhere. Just anywhere you can get us, your, your podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Any of your social medias that you like, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Johnny's got the handle. On Facebook, it is Small Town Horror with Johnny and Randy, of course. And our Instagram is Small Town Horror, Johnny, uh, Underscore. uh, underscore, Randy. And then our Twitter is at Small T Horror Pod. And as always, you can always email us. Don't, if we ain't got enough time on this podcast <laughs> for you to be giving off that. If anybody still uses email, you can email us questions. You can email us suggestions, which we do have a few suggestions because I posted a thing on Instagram. Yep. But if you ever want to email us at a uh, suggestion or, hey, I'd like to know what you guys think of this film, something like that, you can always email us at smalltownhorrorjrpod at gmail.com. So, with that being said, Randy, do you have the summary? Sure. Give them the cast, and uh, I'll uh, make sure I've got it up and Mm running. (laughs) Okay. Let's see here. Shut up. So, before we do get to the summary, in all seriousness, uh, you are going to be getting more episodes coming quickly this month because we still plan on doing the faculty, and then graduation day, uh, we still plan on doing that as well. So... Hopefully we can able to get it out here in the next couple or the next week or so. Dang, you done got the summary ready? I told you I had it. I'm just giving you more time to talk. Oh, then why'd you look at me and pull, oh, go ahead. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you have no proof. <clears throat> <clears throat> you know, if we were doing a YouTube page, everybody would have saw you uh, had to pull the phone out and get the summary and all that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I had it up the whole time. Okay, we'll go ahead and read my the summary. phone just locked on me. Mm. Calling call me out. Go ahead and hit summary. <clears throat> a group of young adults visit a boarded-up campsite named Crystal Lake, where they soon encounter the mysterious Jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions. Ch- <sighs> I don't know why. I what go to the, the brood. heck? I always go to the brood when I hear that. Ch- 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 wow. wow. Okay. So anyway, Friday the 13th is a 2009 remake. It is classified as a horror slasher. It is an hour and 37 minutes. And it was directed by the one and only Marcus Nispel. Is that right? Is that how you say his last name? Nis, Nis, Nispel, Nispel? Anyway, uh, he actually directed one of your favorite horror films, the 2003 remake of The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Great movie. Yeah, so... And I could kind of, I mean, you had told me that before the we watched it. Mm-hmm. I kind of got that kind of feel from it. And he also did Conan the Barbarian with Jason Momoa. Never seen it. Me neither. But anyway, uh, this is what really shocks me. IMDB gave this a 5.5 5 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes only gave it a 26%. Well, I mean, it's, you know. They it's give Rotten some, Tomatoes. Yeah, I was going to say. They give some really weird ratings. And that's the thing is I always wanted to see a sequel to this film, but it got like bad reviews, and I was like, "Dude, are you freaking serious?" Like I loved it. But anyway, that being said, ah. <laughs> ah. Ah. all right. Ah. So the cast, I thought the cast was very well done. It's got Jared Padalecki, who plays Clay Miller, and he's also from Supernatural. Yep, uh, Julian Gulley. Goal? Sure. Okay. She <clears throat> plays Bree. And then we got Danielle Panabaker. Yep. As Gina. Which she plays the daughter in Mr. Brooks. I know you've never seen it. Is it Gina or <clears throat> Jenna? Jenna. Jenna. Travis Van Winkle as Trent. Stupid dude. <laughs> not Well, not the actor, but his character. Yeah, no, yeah, the character is stupid. Adam, or Amanda... Rigetti. She played Whitney. Then we got Ben Fieldman as Richie. Willa Ford as Chelsea. Chelsea. Is that... Are you sure? Yeah. All right. This woman's name is America Olivio, And she played Amanda. Aaron You as Chewy. And I can't even say this guy's last name. Uh, Arlen Escarpita? Maybe. As Lawrence... And mm-hmm. we also have Ryan Hansen as Nolan. And Nana, said that how you say her name? Nana. Nana Visitor. As Pamela Voorhees, which I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah. And Kyle Davis as Donnie. And, and of course, the one and only Derek Mears as Jason Voorhees. Yes. Great job, He kind of looks like uh, Glenn Jacobs. I don't know, man. He's a cool dude. <clears throat> I met him at a horror convention once, and he was really cool, funny. Really good guy, down to earth. So, anyway, are we ready to get into the actual film now? Let's do it. Alrighty. Well, starting off, we already have the creepy music going. And everything's in red. Which, for some reason, just everything being in red automatically gives you bad vibes. Right. We see the New Line Cinema logo. Then it goes to Paramount. But I like the fact that if you listen really close, you can hear the... It's very faint. Yep. All of a sudden, it goes to a scene that says June 13th, 1980. And we see a woman running through the woods crying. It's raining. And if you are a Friday 13th fan, you you know automatically what's going on. Well, I had even told you. I was like, so is this like they're not doing the whole mommy was the killer at first type deal? Because, you know, you said it was a remake. So I thought, okay, they're just picking up with Jason. Yeah. So the whole mommy thing didn't happen. No, they give you about, what, 10, 15 minutes of mommy? Maybe. <clears throat> so, but I like it because as, as the thunder and lightning is going, it's black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's cutting through the credits. So it's keeping your interest while the credits are still rolling. And all of a sudden we see this woman who we know is Mrs. Voorhees. She's chasing this girl. She goes... And it's her voice, where she's like, "Come here, come here now," you know. And she's like, "I killed them all," and she's like, "I promise." What she say, "Yours won't, uh, yours will be quick," or something. The way she said it, and she's like, "You should have been watching him. You should have been watching Jason." And of course, the girl has no idea what's going on. You know, she's got the machete, and and she's like, "You should have been watching him." As soon as she lunges toward him. The girl cuts Mrs. Voorhees' heads off and it falls off. Sliced? Yes. The girl takes off running as the credits are still rolling. We see somebody is watching them. We see it through their eyes. Well, all of a sudden, we see like a child's feet, legs walking up to the body, and it shows the decapitated head. And we realize it's little Jason, and he actually grabs the machete Mm -hmm. and he sees this locket that was on, I guess, his mom's neck. And she hears, uh, she says, Jason, my special, special boy. And she, I'm guessing this is Jason hearing her talk to him. Yeah. And she's like, uh, kill for mother. And it, but when it shows that, or when it says kill for mother, it's right on her head and it just cuts off. I like that. Well, now we're getting introduced to nowadays and it's a group of friends and they've got Mike, Wade, Whitney, Richie, and Amanda. And, um, you don't know really what they're, if they're just out camping, what are they doing, but uh, you can tell that uh, Wade and Richie, I guess they're the ones that got the trip going. Yeah. Because they're cutting up laughing, and you can see Mike and uh, Whitney, which you can tell they're already boyfriend and girlfriend, Mike looks at Whitney and he goes, Whitney, where are you at right now? Yeah, because she was kind of do- dazed off. Like, yeah. Just kind of in la-la land. And she's, she kind of laughs it off, and she's like, I'm right here, you know. Obviously, like I said, you can tell that, you know, okay, she's got something going on. Well, then it goes to Richie and Wade, and they're talking about uh, reading the GPS. The tracker thing ain't working. Wade's trying to read it, and Richie's like, dude, you have no idea how to work that thing. Well, then finally he tells him, he's like, we can't be too far. And, you know, we're wondering what's going on. Well, you realize, Mm -hmm. he's like, when we find this pot, when we find this weed, we're going to be rich. That's when now we're like, okay, so now you know what's going on, yep. and he's like, uh, <clears throat> we could sell this for how much? Whatever and Wade's like, yeah, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be real effing rich. Like I mean, and and then he's like, hey guys, we can just camp here because he's like, I think it's less than a mile away. Mm-hmm. Well, then it cuts to now they're at a campfire, and Wade comes around and he starts telling the story. I guess he was coming from uh, Crystal Lake because he come over and he's like hey guys he goes I just found some more abandoned cabins over there. Yeah. And he starts telling the story about what happened uh, at Camp Crystal Lake with the blood um, Mrs. Voorhees going nuts and killing everybody and about the camp being shut down and <coughs> Excuse me. They're all like yeah yeah whatever and he's like no seriously and he's like and her son's seen it the whole time. His I think his name was Jason. And then he starts talking about how people started going missing and they don't believe it. And he's like, seriously, he goes, it used to be called camp crystal Lake. And they're like, dude, do you know how much things are labeled crystal Lake? And he's like crystal water, crystal this. And of course he's like, "Aquafina." Yeah. You know? And he's like, okay, yeah, you got me. And he was like, what, well, one of them said something about drinking piss. Uh, Oh, oh the, you know, hand said, they're drinking beers. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, uh, like I gotta go take a piss or something like that. And he's like, Hey, you could drink that. It's, Purified or sterile. Yeah, he goes, you can drink hers, his, mine, whatever. And that girl's like, I'm not drinking nobody's piss. Yeah, you're not drinking my piss. Yeah. And you can tell Wade is, uh, I wouldn't say he's a, he's a nerd, but he... Intelligent. Yeah. He knows things that aren't interesting maybe to everybody else. Right, right. Yeah, he's got that like dumb knowledge, I guess you could say. hmm Anyway, uh, Mike says, hey, uh, he tells Whitney, or no, Whitney says something about Let's go for a walk. Mike and Whitney get to go up, and it's funny because uh, Wade's like, Hey, where you guys going? And Mike says, uh, We're going to go make out. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, Hey, Wade. Or he goes, Hey, Mike, wear a condom. Yeah. Extra small. <laughs> you know, just cutting up. You can tell they're all really good friends. And uh, Mike and Whitney go off, and she tells Mike, She's like, I think I'm going to head back in the morning. And he's like, What's going on? And she goes, I just don't feel right being this far away from my mom. So, we know now she's got mom issues, but we don't really know what's going on. And he says, look, he says, she's the one that actually told me to get you out of here. Yep. To get you out of there and get you a trip. And he goes, the nurses are there with her. So, you know, okay, automatically she's sick. Yeah. Well, as they're talking, it cuts to Amanda and Richie and Wade. And they're all just sitting around the campfire talking. And, of course, Wade is just talking to Richie about his own stuff that he knows, uh, his interests, I guess you could say. And Rich kind of leans back, he looks over at Amanda and he's like, hey, hey. And he's hinting to her like he wants her. hmm And to show her, and he's like, does like this, like to open, like her shirt, like show him his, her boobs. Well, so here we go, classic Friday 13th movie. Boobs shot. She starts pulling out her boobs and squirting oil, baby oil all on them. And, uh, it's funny cause, uh, He's getting all hot and bothered. Richie is. And Wade's just talking his head off. Just mm-hmm. just going. Completely uh, disregarding what's happening behind him. And it's finally funny because uh, he says, Wade, hey man, you got to bounce. And he's like, why? Because you're learning stuff. He goes, no. And all of a sudden, or he goes, am I boring you with uh, learning stuff? And he goes, no. And all of a sudden, a bra hits Richie in the face. And Wade's just like, oh. Well, he turns around and sees her for a minute and she covers it up. He's like, oh. He's like, uh, Richie old boy he's like I think I'm going to go ahead and go over here and cut out and leave you guys uh, alone Uh, I thought this kind of faded this kind of went into a little neat little segment as he gets up to leave you know Richie goes over to Amanda you hear the dun, 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 mm-hmm. guitar coming and then of course the line from uh, Sister Christian you're motoring. yeah he's singing he's got his headphones on and Wade is going to take a piss and he gets over there, and he's still singing. You can hear the music, and he starts peeing. Well, as he looks down, he sees pot. I don't see how he didn't smell it. I don't know. Because they have a hemp farm right outside of town here, and when it's in bloom, you can smell it when you get about uh, half a mile away. So I don't know. He should have been able to smell that. Just, I mean, just putting that out there. But it's funny because he looks down, he's like... <gasps> And he sees it, and then he looks down there, and there's a hole. He's found, finally mm-hmm. found it. And he just kind of picks it up. He's looking at it, and he smells it, and he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. And then he's like, F, yes. Like, he's so excited. <laughs> but he's got this little green uh, like glow stick. stick yeah. yeah. And he's following along with it, and I thought this was a good way to introduce Jason. As he's going around, he sees all of a sudden his legs, and he kind of goes up, and all we see is Jason, or we see a man. With a sack on his head. One eye. Yes. And dude, Wade just starts backing up. He's like, no, no, no. And Jason takes off toward him and we don't know what happened yet. So, and you said you were not a fan of the the sack on his head, I, huh? I'm not a fan of the sack. Like, the burlap sack with the second one on, on the second Friday the 13th, I was okay with. Because it went with the coveralls and the flannel shirt. It, it looked like it all went together. It even had the rope tied around it. To kind of hold it on. Mm-hmm. This just looked like a piece of cloth. It didn't really look like a bag. That was on this one. Yeah, that was that one. I'm See? showing it. I'm showing him a picture. So See, that's it, why. but pay back to the other one. Go, go, go back. Like that one, I yeah. liked. It looked like just a pillowcase. It was, it a-, was a burlap sack. Right. This right. one just looked like a bunch of rags wrapped up around his head. I don't know. It's. I guess it's just I, I'm so used to the uh, traditional, the traditional hockey mask mm-hmm. that I just don't care for the, the sack. I got you, but I will say that when he finds a hockey mask, that whole look was freaking legit. <laughs> like everything about it would look great. So it cuts to now. We see the Camp Crystal Lake sign, and Mike and Whitney are walking through, and he's like, "Come on, I think this is the camp that Wade was telling us about." And he starts looking around. Wendy didn't want no part of it. No, and Mike's like, "Come on." Well, I thought they were going through a cabin. It looked like an actual house. Yeah. So they start going through a house, and there's all this like the food is still left there, and all this antique piano, TV, and he's like, "Man, it's almost like doing a time trip or time warp, you know?" Mm -hmm. And he's messing with it, like there's flies all over the plates, and he's like, "Hey, you hungry?" Mm -hmm. But to look through this old house and... They even find, I did think this was cool. They found the old can, uh, counselor whistles mm-hmm. just all hanging up still. And he finds a locket. And it's that locket, we're guessing, that was around Pamela Voorhees' neck. Mm-hmm. And he opens it up. And it does. The picture does kind of favor her. Yeah, it really did. And he's like, hey, it looks like you. You should keep it. And she's like, it does not. And he goes, yeah, it does. It looks like you. Well, as they go into this other room, he's like, look, it's a little kid's room. And you can see all these old classic vintage toys and they shine the flashlight on the uh, bed, and it says Jason. And he goes, wasn't that the kid's name that Wade was telling us about? And as soon as he says that, she's like, come on, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, he, she ain't mm-mm. got no part of it. Well, it cuts to now Richie and Amanda. They're in the tent. They're having sex. Going to town. Wouldn't <laughs> be a Friday the 13th movie without it. So, do I need to go into detail about this, or are we good I, on this no, Yeah, yeah. It was sex. Okay. In a tent. So, well, they think that, I do got to explain this part. They keep hearing noise as they're doing it. And she thinks that it's Wade watching them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, screw it, let the perv watch. And she, she just looks up, she's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. So, he gets out to go tell Wade. He's like, hey, Wade. He goes, dude, F off. Like, he's, he's pissed off. Well, he goes to find him, And... Richie, it's funny because Richie's like, "Wade, I swear if you jump out and scare me, because I'm gonna punch you right in the face." Well, Amanda, she's still in the tent, and you tell she's scared because she's still hearing, uh, like, footsteps and sticks breaking. Yeah. Well, Richie sees Wade's glow stick, and of course he goes over and picks it up, and he finds the weed, and he's like, "Wade, you son of a gun!" Like he, you know, he's like, "He, you found it," and. As he looks, as he starts to get up, because he got down to get the uh, glow stick, he sees the headphones still in a severed ear. Yeah, that was a trip. Yeah, that looked good. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he he starts flipping out, he looks over, and you finally see Wade. Wade's over there with his uh, ear cut off, he's laying against a tree. So Richie flips out and starts taking off. And the music, that's the music I was telling you about, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. I love that music. He's running back, and Amanda is, is still in the tent, and as she's backing up, great shot of his silhouette. Jason's silhouette comes up behind her, cuts the tent, grabs her, and just pulls her out. She's screaming for Richie. He, Was, he does her dirty, man. Uh, yes. Oof. As Richie's getting back to the campsite, uh, he can hear her, Richie, Richie, like she's flipping out. And as he gets there, he stops for me and looks, and Jason has her in the... Uh, It's a sleeping bag. Sleeping bag. Upside down, tied on a tree branch. Over the fire. Over the campfire. So she is is cooking. Cooking inside a sleeping bag. Picking a blanket. So he takes off running. Richie takes off running the saver. He gets caught in a bear trap. And I will say the effect of that bear trap looked legit. Oh, it looked rough. And even this right here, the opening scene, I thought the acting was good. Mm -hmm. Like, Richie was selling it, man. Oh, yeah. So... He's freaking trying to get his ankle out. It looked like it tore his whole calf off. It was doing some damage, that's for sure. He's screaming, trying to get to her. He's yelling for her. She's yelling for him. And then finally, the bag drops, and she falls out. And you can just see she's steaming. She is burnt. Good kill. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, that was pretty legit. Well, it cuts back to Mike and Whitney, and they're still in the house. And before they leave, Mike's like, hey, come here, look. And they go to a bathroom. And Mike's like, look, somebody's been here. And he tells her to come over there, and there's a hole in the wall, and it's got candles where you can tell they were lit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on, let's get out of here. Because she don't want to have no part of it. And finally, he looks, and he goes, wait a minute, there's something in there. And you can see some hair in there, but you don't know what it is, if it's yeah. an animal or what. Oh, I knew what it was. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Anybody that knows anything about Friday the 13th, as soon as they seen the candles in the hole in the wall, you knew what it was. So, he sticks his hand in there, he grabs the, uh, what he thought was a doll, pulls it out, and it's Pam LaVore, he's severed head, and he drops it real quick in the bathtub, but as soon as he drops it and they scream, the door shuts in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So, they're panning around, they're looking, they're flipping out, and they she's like, somebody's out there, and he's like, stay here, stay here. Well, Mike goes over to the door, and he gets down on his hands and knees to look under the door to see if he can see footprints. Good scare scene. Good jump scene, I might as well say. Mm-hmm. As soon as he gets down, boom, a machete comes up from the ground right close to his face. He's flipping out. He, to me, I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. If I seen that pop up, I'm open door taking off. Oh, yeah. I ain't sticking around. It pops up. It goes back in and out. And it's it's missing him a couple times. Well, then it finally like cuts up his... It well, gets his foot first. Yeah. He, he goes to get up, and it and comes in through his foot. So he's crying pulls it out, and then he goes and kind of stumbles in the doorway. Then it gets his leg. Right. <clears throat> so after it gets his leg, he falls on the ground, and then it gets in his hand. And I thought they were going to do the classic rip your hand off of it and split your hand in two. That's what it looked like when it was gone, but they didn't. Um, well, he, he finally gets back to her, and all of a sudden the, the, the uh, floor is breaking in, and there's Jason. We finally get to see, like, his with light shining on him, the look of him with the sack on his head and stuff. I thought it almost ain't even a sack. It's almost like a bandage, like you said. He's grabbing Mike and he's cutting him up. Blood's coming up, squirting out of his mouth and he's yelling for uh, Whitney, run, run. Here's the part I love. She jumps down off the bathtub because she's standing on the bathtub the whole time. She takes off running as he pulls Mike down and kills him. She opens the door, she takes off running and she actually steps on the... Open hatch to the floor. Well, as soon as she steps on, she takes over and you can hear her doot, doot, do, You know her feet running. Then that door slams open, and he just hops out, uh-huh. and he hops out like Ray Mysterio out of the <laughs> stage. Man, he jumps out. The chase is on, and like I said, it's just something seeing Jason run. Yeah, I like it. So Jason is chasing Whitney, and Whitney finally gets to the campsite, and she's hearing all the commotion of. Uh, Richie screaming because he's still in agony. He's still in that bear trap. Well, she gets over there and there's Richie in the bear trap and he's like, Whitney, Whitney, help me. And She checks on Amanda first. Well, Amanda's dead. It's crispy. Yeah, so she runs over there to Richie and Richie's like, please help me in there trying to get the bear trap off and I did like this, the whole thing. Richie just glances over and and Jason's just standing there and he just even kind of goes, like, he knows he's dead. Mm-hmm. Jason runs, slams the machete in Richard's or Richie's head all the way down, like, right between the eyes almost. Split. I love how he just puts his foot on his face and just shoves it off his blade. Mm-hmm. Whitney falls on her butt. She's backing up, like, army crawling backwards. And he just runs to her, and right when he swings the machete, you hear her scream, the f- camera fades to black, and you just hear, yep. and it says Friday the 13th. They give you the Awesome, all before the credits, all before the opening credit. I dug it, man. I thought that was a great way to open. It. I still think that's one of the best openings to any horror movie. I dig it. Yep. Well, now it cuts to six weeks later, and <coughs> excuse me, we get introduced to another group of friends now. And Was it six weeks or six months? Six weeks, Was it? Mm-hmm. uh, we see we meet a guy named Trent who's a real arrogant. Dude. Prick. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence and. Let's see. Lawrence. Uh, I cannot think of the other guy's name. Let me look here. Travis. No. We got. Jenna. Or Jean. What is her name? Jenna. Jenna, Nolan. Uh, Chelsea. And. Nolan. I done said Lawrence. him. Lawrence. What was the Asian man's name? Um Chewie chewy yeah and Bree of course brie <clears throat> there we go I could not think of their names for nothing It just kind of escape me. M- but it's funny they get out right when Trent opens his back door <laughs> Chewy's like oh my gosh babies in the uterus have more room you know well he grabs two gas jugs and he says hey Lawrence you want to fill these up and he's like wow how do, way to go pick up pick out the black guy to uh, <laughs> fill up gas and he just kind of goes he's like, oh, okay yeah and then uh, he's like nolan He's like, I pay you, Phil, or you pump, I I pay. And he's like, Yeah, sure, man, no problem. And then he says, I give a wicked BJ too. And he's like, Okay, uh, we'll say that for later. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and Nolan goes over there and pumps the gas. Well, we go inside the gas station and we see a guy that we're gonna know his name later on as Clay. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to the gas station attendant and he's like, Uh yeah, if you if you don't mind, I've, j- I've just got these pictures of my sister. I'd like to put up, and he's like, Yeah, I heard about that. The group missing, and he says, I hate that for you. And he's like, So if it wouldn't be a bother, he said, I would like to, if you wouldn't mind, put these up in your store. Well, the whole time he's talking, Trent, Chewy, and Jenna's behind him, and you can see Trent tap Clay a couple times, like, Hey, trying to get his attention, and Clay ain't looking. And it's funny because the uh, gas station attendant, he's like, look, man, he goes, I'd really like to help you. And he said, if it was up to me, if I owned the place, he said, I would put the pictures up. He said, but the owner, he's a real, hmm. Yeah. You know, and, he, and Clay just looked at him, he's like. A what? Uh, okay, well, he's like, well, there, is there a way I can get a hold of him? Maybe, you know, because he's really wanting to put these pictures up. Mm-hmm. And finally, Trent taps him, and he's like, hey. He goes, hey, man, uh, are you going to buy something? Trent's like, you just been up here, you know, yapping the whole time. And at first you tell Clay, Clay's like, "Oh, okay, you know, like, mm-hmm. my bad." He kind of gets out of the way, and uh, you can hear him go, "I guess I'm the a-hole." Mm-hmm. And Trent's like, uh, "What's wrong? You, you don't want to be buddies after this? Yeah, yeah you don't want to have a beer or nothing?" And you can hear Jenna. She's like, "She's like Trent, just leave it alone." And he's like, "What? Well, this guy's being a, a jerk." Mm-hmm. D I C K is what he says. Yeah. And he goes, I'm being one. He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, obviously, you know. But Mm -hmm. already they've done established that you want Trent to die. Oh yeah, he's he's the douche. It took way too long. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, as they pay and they're leaving their stuff, uh, it shows Chewie's in the back of the vehicle, and as he slams the door, you see that Clay had stuck that missing. poster on the back of Trent's uh, vehicle they take off Well, it cuts now Clay's on his motorcycle and you see a cop car pull up behind him well he pulls over and uh he says hey Clay and he's like Officer Brack and he says uh we done told you that your sister and her friends are not around here he's like it's been six weeks he said I looked up high and low for them and he's like there's no trace of them at all so we know Jason got rid of all the evidence and he's like, didn't you say she's got a boyfriend? And he's like, yeah. And she's, he's like, they probably just took off together. And he says, did I tell you my mother died of cancer? And he's like, no, you did not. And he goes, yeah. And she didn't show up at the funeral. And he goes, and if you know my sister, that's just not going to happen. Right. So, you know, he knows, mm-hmm. look, Whitney, something's wrong because Whitney wouldn't miss that. Right. And Officer Brack's like, uh, I really feel for you, I do. But you're going to to do like the other parents and... Uh, look somewhere else because they're not here turn around and leaves and like me and you said to me if the dude's willing to make his time and effort to look and leave the police alone it shouldn't even bother them no I mean what's it gonna hurt you know going around asking people if they've seen this person right so now the gang gets <clears throat> the gang gets to Trent, uh Trent's house it's his parents' house actually and it's like a two-story house it's beautiful out in the woods I'd love to have it mm-hmm and, uh, they're getting out and they're like, oh my gosh, like everybody's just thrilled. And you can tell that they're all college kids because they're making a, uh, a, a comment later on. Chewy says, man, this is bigger than the dorm mm-hmm. or nicer than the dorm, whatever. But it's funny. They get out and, uh, it isn't, uh, it wasn't Bree. I think it was Chelsea. She was like, no, it was Bree. I thought no, it was she, she goes, do we have, oh man. She goes, does anybody else have any cell phone signal? And Lauren says, uh. Man, you got to be kidding me. He goes, are you effing me right now? And then that's when Chelsea's like, wow, what's going on? He goes, i got business to attend to. He says, I'm trying to start a label. And she's like, oh, what, like rap? And he just kind of looks at her and it kills him because he's like, why you gotta put? Why you got to go racial with it? He says, what, a bro, uh, just because a black man can't listen to uh, Green Day? And she's like, you know what, I'm sorry, you're right. She goes, so what kind is it? He goes, rap. And he smiles <laughs> at her. So you can tell that even Lawrence is just kind of a fun-loving guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of picking on him and stuff. All right, so uh, it cuts to Clay, and he shows up at this house. We don't know where he's at. He's knocking on the door. He can't get no answer. Well, then as he bends down, I guess to get the flyer out of his backpack, a dog just starts attacking like the screen door, going nuts. Well, this old lady comes in the door, and uh, she's like, well, what do you want? And he's like, sorry to bother you, ma'am. He's like, but my sister's gone missing. He shows her the picture, and I think it's just creepy the way she – she played this you know who she reminded me of the old woman off of Jeepers Creepers I knew you was going to say that that's exactly who she reminded me of instead of all them cats she had one bad dog but like she goes uh, she ain't missing she's dead and he's like how do you know that and she goes people go around missing here Uh, they're gone for good Mm -hmm. and she's like we just want to be left alone especially him and he's like him who and she just turns around and walks off yeah she didn't want to explain nothing so, she knows that Jason's around? I think she knows the legend. Like, but, I think that's what it all boiled down to is the legend. Like, gotcha. <clears throat> people come over here mess around, but they don't even mess around. They meet Jason. Well, it cuts to now. We see <coughs> Bree, Chelsea, Chewy, Lawrence, and Nolan, and they're all playing a beer game. And I don't know what the heck kind of game they're playing, but. Beer pong. No, no, not that part. This is where it shows uh, Chewy, and he, like, puts the beer up to his ear. And he. Opens it up oh, and it oh, yeah, sprays all cool. over his ear. And Trent's like, hey, hey, this is an outside game, you know, because this is his parents' house. Well, he goes outside and Jenna's like, man, it's so beautiful out here. She goes, why don't we go for a hike? Just go walking or something. And he's like, I would love to, but I can't leave them in there. And she's like, why not? And he goes, have you seen them? Mm-hmm. And, she, you know, you can almost, she's already to the point where she's like, why would you even invite them? Right To impress them? So you could tell that. He just got them there just to show. Hey, look! This is what I got. Look at my money. Yeah, he don't really like them. Mm-hmm. Well, now it cuts to Clay. He's on a, which I think is a beautiful shot. He's going down this dirt road, and all you see is like fields on each side of him, and the sun. It's like the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. He's on his motorcycle, and he shows up, and you can hear he's at an old barn, and you can hear a machine running. I don't know what kind of machine it was. I think it was a chipper. Oh, really? I think sure. So. And you see a guy, and he's got his back to him, and he's working this machine. It's funny because Clay's like, Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. And he's like, Well, he taps him, and a dude jumps around. And he's like, Oh, hey. And he's like, Sorry, sorry. And it's funny because the guy's name's Donnie. Donnie leans over and he turns the machine off, and he's like, Dang, uh, stretch. He goes, I about to came this close to hitting the startup on the whoop ass machine, boy. <laughs> like that. And uh, he's like, "Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you." And he's like, "This is old man so and so's property." Yeah, you look and get filled with buckshot. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "I'm sorry." He's like, "I just want to see if maybe you knew if you've seen this girl." And he looks and he's like, well, I wish I had, but no, man, I haven't seen her." It's like he turned real like calm all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clay's like, "Man, I appreciate it." He goes, "Yeah, no problem." As Clay starts to walk off, Don, he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "I got some pot." He says, if you want to uh, buy some uh, weed. And he's like, no thanks. He goes, you sure? Okay. He's like, that's up to you then, Effer. Mm-hmm. You know? But he even says something about the old man. Uh, People has been up there stealing his. Kerosene. Kerosene. So as he drives off there, uh, it's funny because Jenna and Trent are outside and Chelsea and Nolan walk up to him and Chelsea's like, Hey, guys, uh, we're going to go over to the other side of the lake. Do y'all want to go? And behind her, Nolan's shaking his head no. No, don't do it. But then he's like, starts doing this like motion like, hey, I'm going to go get some, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. And is uh, like, no, no. But before that, that's where she's talking to Trent about, why'd you even buy them because you don't trust them? Mm-hmm. You just want to show your money off? Well, uh, right before they take off, Trent grabs Nolan. He's like, hey, here, take my vehicle. And he throws it to him. He goes, I trust you. He's doing it just to get points oh, with yeah. her. Yeah. And uh, he's like, thank you. And as he starts to walk off, he grabs Nolan. He's like, hey, don't drive my boat. And he's like, okay. He goes, nobody drives that boat but me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, aye, aye captain. You know. <laughs> and he takes off. And it's funny because first thing uh, Nolan says to Chelsea, he's like, what kind of, what does it say about me that as soon as he told me not to take my boat out, that's what I want to do? And she's like, means you're a psychopath or something. And she's mm-hmm. like, but what's it mean that that turned me on? Yeah. Well, it cuts to nails, you hear a knock on the door, and a door opens up, and it's Clay, and he's got that flyer, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for my sister, and it, he realizes he's at Trent's house, uh-huh. and there's Jenna, and I hate this part. Jenna looks at him, and he goes, oh, hey, and she goes, no luck? <laughs> and I told, I told you I wanted to be like, do you know? <laughs> you see my sister here? You know, but anyway... That's just me being a douche, too. (laughs) Well, it was kind of an insensitive comment. Well. Dude's sister's missing. She knows it. She's like, no luck. So, uh, she invites Clay in for a drink. And uh, he's like, no, I'm good. Your boyfriend will probably be upset. And she goes, don't worry about him. Just come on in. And as he goes in, uh, Bree is filming Lawrence and Chewie over there just being dumb. And she, she turns the camera over. She's like, ooh, this should be interesting. She knows it ain't good. And uh, sure enough, here comes Trent. And he's like, and she's like, hey, uh, Trent, this is Clay. And she's like, remember him from earlier? And he's like, yeah, I remember him. Why is he in my house? And uh, she's like, I just invited him in for a beer. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, because Bree was going to hand him a beer. And she's like, what, well, do you want something to eat? And he's like, you know what? Let me put a stop to right now. He's like, she's just being nice to you. But uh, you can leave my house because this is kind of a uh, private party. Mm-hmm. And Clay's like, all right. And then he says something like, uh, "And so you might want to get out of here before I get upset. And he's like, and then what? He was like, he was pushing his button. Oh, he, yeah. He was calling him out like, you really going to do something? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as he starts to try and walk off, Jenna's like, I'll, she's like, I'll go with you, Clay. I'll, I'll go with you. And he's Trent, you can tell he does not like the fact that she was going to follow behind him. Because now, now, to me, this is the worst part of the entire movie. I did not like how this went down, and I'll even tell you further when we're fixing to get into it. But shows Donnie, the guy that uh, was running the chipper earlier, he walks in, he sits down, and I guess he's like taking a break or something. He may not even be at work. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah when he lights to joint up and he finds like this playboy and he picks this playboy up and he's like looking at it and you know, it shows the naked girl and as he's like kissing on it and licking on the, the paper, he hears something upstairs and he's like, what the, you know, and he closes the thing and he's like, we're not being nobody trying to steal old man. So-and-so's kerosene. Mm-hmm. Well, he goes upstairs and of course it's the dramatic. He's looking around. He knows he heard a noise and he goes up to this sheet that you it looks like somebody's hiding underneath mm-hmm. it. Well, the music's picking up; you can tell that something's fixing to happen. And as he pulls the sheet off, it's just a mannequin. And he starts fondling it. But here's what he was funny: is he called that mannequin Gina? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's supposed to be like the other girl, like if he had a crush on that girl. What girl? Gina. In the movie, the, uh, that was Jenna or Jenna. Yeah, he called the doll Gina though. Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought he's my bad, my bad. I thought he said Gina, too, or Jenna. Well, anyway, so he called it Gina, uh, Gina, and he was like, You remember that time you took my virginity? And I, I just didn't like that. It was, it was stupid. Yeah, I thought it was really dumb. And this is actually uh, the second time they filmed his death scene because the first time he has the hockey mask on if you watch the deleted scenes and Jason walks up and grabs his head and cuts his head off with the machete, then takes, then takes uh, the, uh, hockey mask off of the severed head and puts it on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, as he's talking to the mannequin, we see Jason come up behind him. He scares Donnie. <clears throat> Donnie turns around and, uh, He grabs a hold of Donnie. Donnie starts punching at him when he knocks the sack off of Jason's head. And you see just a quick glance that he's deformed. Mm -hmm. And Donnie's like, that crap ain't right, man. Mm -hmm. He pulls the machete out and his big old machete and he cuts. And all he does is cut his throat. Donnie starts freaking uh, gargling. Uh, He goes down. Jason bends over, picks up the sack and realizes it's tore. And as he looks down, you see the outline of the hockey mask. He bends over, picks up the hockey mask, and you hear the He puts it on, goes Jason goes over to the mirror, finally revealing the iconic Jason look. He spins around, looks at the camera, and takes off. I like how they I like how they brought in the mask. Like I didn't like the bag, but I like that he just kind of just found it. That's what I was thinking to say. I love that he found the mask. He just didn't have it on. No. But I hated To me both versions sucked. I did not like the fact... because it, it. I didn't like the fact that Donnie was sitting there filling up this mannequin, and that's how he found it. Yeah. But then again, even the other one where he grabs Donnie's head and cuts his head off with the hockey mask on, mm-hmm. I didn't like that either. But remember the dead body he's carrying later on in the, when it first shows him carrying that dead body? In Without the, the head? Yeah, yeah, that's from the original cut, that was Donnie's head cut off. Hmm. So, anyway. I don't know, like I said, I just... I liked how he found it. Right. But I just didn't like the kill scene to lead up to it. hmm Anyway, that's just me being <clears throat> picky. Yeah. Uh, so now Clay and Jenna are talking, and they're they're still just continuing walking around. And Clay is like, what is this? And he finds the GPS that they were using. And he's like, come on, let's, let's continue to keep going. Like, he knows he's getting close to something. Well... It cuts to Nolan and uh, Chelsea, and they're taking the boat out. He's driving the boat. She's like, I'm ready, and it takes off, and she's, uh, what is that called? Waterboarding. Waterboarding. No top on, just bottoms. Having a good time. She was doing pretty good, but you said it. You were like, man. ain't going to end well when she falls. Uh, they're out taking it, uh, taking the boat out, having a good time. Well, then it cuts to uh, Chewy and Lawrence, and... This is where they're playing the, uh, the, oh, what'd you call it? Where they're throwing the ping pong balls in the beer pong. pong. And Bree and uh, Trent are on the same team. And it's funny because, sure enough, it's funny. Lawrence has uh, two balls, one ball in each hand. And he's, like, rubbing them. He goes, is this the right one? Is this the right one? And you can hear Trent go, oh, yeah, you like balls in your hands, huh? <laughs> and uh, Chewy finally picks the one, and he makes it. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, oh, snaps. And then he pulls his, saw, or his shoe off, and he pours a beer in there. And they're, like, shoot the boot, shoot the boot. Blech. And he carries it over, and Trent's, like, that's all you, baby. That's what he tells Brie. Yeah. And she's, like, I'm not drinking that. And he looks at Trent, and he hands it to him. And he's, like, come on, you lost ten times. Chewie does. He goes, shoot the boot. And he's like, I'm not drinking out of your sneaker, dude. Your sweaty sneaker. He's like, you're not even wearing socks. And Chewie finally turns around and he looks over at Bree. And he, I thought he was going to make her drink it. I do too. He walked up to her and he's like, this is to all the... And I don't even remember the speech he gives it. Nah, I don't either. He just downs it from his shoe. Ugh. Uh-uh. I couldn't do that. That's nasty. Well, now it cuts to back to Nolan and uh, Chelsea. And they're still uh, going. He's driving the boat. Is she's still hanging on uh, waterboarding? Well, she finally falls off. And he's like, oh man, like, you know, they're just, they're having a good time. And I don't know where you hear, boom! I mean, just pop them. Arrow goes in the back of Nolan's head, comes out of his forehead. It's a good shot. I was excited. Good <laughs> shot, good kill scene. Oh, yeah. And as he falls forward, <laughs> he hits the to give it gas. The throttle, yeah. Yeah. And she's laughing. She's in, she, you know, her. Uh, she's out of the water a little bit. And uh, she's like flagging Nolan down. And Nolan's just coming at her quick. And she's like, Nolan? Hey, Nolan, what are you doing? And all of a sudden, the bolt just, boom, Mm. hits her right in the forehead. Hit her hard, too. One, you know, it jacked her neck up. Give you a concussion. She's flipping out. Now she's, like, going back and forth under the water. She's hollering at Nolan. And we see behind Jason, he's got the uh, bow and arrow. He drops it. And I did like this. She turns around and she finally sees Jason. Which they did some amazing shots with Jason in this movie. Yeah, I like the fact that he's not getting in the water, going after. Her. He's just watching her. Well, they they were like they were kind of hinting to the fact that he was fixing to get into the water just because he's standing on the edge and she's just out there kind of vulnerable. hmm But then it was almost like, well, people are going to expect it, so we'll just keep him out. Yeah, and I like the fact that she starts uh, swimming away and he just watches her. Well then, she gets underneath this uh, this dock for a minute. Well, it cuts back to Clay and Jenna, and they're at Crystal Lake. They finally made it there, and now they're just they're just looking through the cabins. You can even I think he even says a comment about, "Come on, let's look, uh, There's only one more cabin left. Mm-hmm. As they go in, it cuts back to Chelsea, and she's underneath this vodok. <coughs> Excuse me, like where you could uh, get in a boat or mm-hmm. fish off of. Well, she's trying her hardest to be quiet and Jason's actually standing over her and she can see him and Jason's not looking down at her he's just kind of like looking out in the water trying to see where she's at and he starts to walk off and the camera pans back down to her and out of nowhere you hear phishing, the machete goes down gets her in the top of the head her eyes roll back and lifts her up out yes. of the water lifts her up out of the water where her head hits the dock and um Pushes her off of the machete. Mm -hmm. Thought that was a really good kill scene. So we cut back to now Clay and Jenna and they're checking out the cabins and it's nighttime now. And this is one of my favorite scenes. They're out looking and he sets the bag down for some reason. I can't remember what he's going for, but he sets the bag down and all of a sudden they hear something. They hear like somebody walking and Mm -hmm. she's like, I think somebody's coming. Well, they take off real quick, and he left the bag. And they get underneath the canoes, like there's a stack of canoes, you know. And here we go. We see Jason walking with the dead body, which is cool because the picture that I got Derek Mirrors sign mm-hmm. is that picture of him carrying the dead body. Really? Yeah, it's pretty neat. So anyway, we see Jason walking with the body over his shoulder, and Jason walks straight up to the bag. He realizes, wait a minute, somebody's been here. This bag was not there. And... He slams the body down, which I love because there's no music. It's just, real quick. He slams the body down. And I don't know if uh, Clay has his hand around Jenna's mouth or she's got her own. But she's trying not to make no noise. But I love it because he slams the body down. He looks at it. And I just automatically walks over to, uh, what is that called, a breaker? Uh... I don't know really if it was a breaker or not, but it was it was basically just a, a big switch that tur- uh, turned the power on, turned all the lights on. He flips the switch, all the lights come on on the campsite, <clears throat> which is something you don't ever see Jason do. No. Plus, I want to know why the power was left on over there when it's an abandoned campground. Did he do it itself? Don't know. But I love how he turns it on, all the lights come on, and then he goes straight over to the canoes. And dude, like, he just starts throwing these canoes off this rack. And those ain't no lightweights. them. He throws them off, and the camera kind of pans around while he's doing it. And we see that they're, they got up and got behind a tree, and they're watching him do it. And finally, after he gets the last one, he kind of looks around for a minute. They're still watching him. He picks the body up, throws it over his shoulder, and he bends down picks the bag up. And uh, she goes, we got to get out of here. And Clay says, No, I got to follow him. She goes, No, 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 we got to warn our friends. So they take off the opposite direction. Uh, well, as they're running, we see Jenna, she trips on a wire that's outside. Mm-hmm. And when she does it, you hear a bell underneath the ground. It goes off. Well, the camera's panning around all these tunnels that you can kind of see that, okay, there's an underground tunnel. And then. Clay walks over there and he grabs the rope and he starts pulling it and it's ringing again. And we see Whitney, she's still alive and he's got her chained to this bed. And she starts screaming help, but you can't hear it. They can't hear it because she's so far on the ground. Yeah. So now we know, okay, he's got Whitney and he hasn't killed her yet. So, uh, as they take off back to the house to warn her friends, Jason all of a sudden comes in comes uh, down To the tunnels and he's walking and she can hear him and she's kinda like backing up. There ain't nothing really she can do. And as Jason Jason walks by her, he don't even look at her, he just throws the bag over there to her. Mm -hmm. Throws the bag, she gets it, she starts looking through stuff, and she realizes that it's her brother's. And she even says, like, Clay, like, you know, she whispers it. Um And then she actually finds the GPS. Mm -hmm. It's broken and stuff. Well, she takes it apart, she's kind of watching to see where Jason was at. And I think she took uh, oh, some kind of little metal piece she like could bend around. Pen, some kind of pin or something. And she's trying to get the uh, chains and the lock off of her wrist so she can get out of the bed and take off. And right when he thinks she's just about got it, Jason comes I know nowhere and he grabs her and he slings her against this little cage. And she's screaming, don't hurt me, please don't hurt mm-hmm. me. And he looks down and he sees his mother's necklace. Because remember, she put it on in the yep. cabin. And she says, it's okay, it's okay. And then she goes, Jason, as soon as she says that and his head whips up and looks at her, I love that look. Like he acknowledged the fact that she knew his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's <clears> like, it's okay. And he just lets her go and walks off. I did like that. Because yeah. it shows, like you said, he's human. The humanity side of it, yeah. Cause now we hear the music <clears> going, and Bree, she's dancing. And she's wearing these tight little uh, jorts. And it's funny because Chewy and Lawrence are watching her, and Chewy's like, in my next life when I come back, I want to be a button on her, uh, what do you say? Back pocket. Back pocket. And Lawrence's like, dude, just go ahead and talk to her. He's like, yeah, all right. He goes, I got a better chance of effing a penguin than I do her. And, uh, it's funny. He's like, go over there and offer a drink or something. Well, he goes and he, uh, Lawrence lights, uh, a shot of whiskey for him. Mm-hmm. Chewy finally, I guess he just gets, gets man enough. And, uh, he gets up and goes over there and he starts walking toward her, and she's like, uh, "Do you even know how to drink that?" And she she's all she's doing is she's seducing him, but she's mm-hmm. just teasing him. And she's like, "You put it to your lips and then you blow," and she blows. And he's like, "I bet you you're really good at that." And she's like, "Yeah." She puts it to his lip and it burns him. <laughs> he turns around, falls over a chair, breaks a chair. Trance starts slipping out. He's like, "That's a family heirloom you just broke." And he's like, man, he goes, I, I can fix it, I can fix it. He goes, just, just tell where's the tools? And he goes, follow the path out back to take you down to the tool shed. And he's like, uh, and Lawrence kills because he's like, hey, he can fix it. He can yeah. fix it. Oh, yeah, he can fix it. And he's like, you better pull some MacGyver stuff on this thing. And it's funny because Chewie's like, they don't call me the wood, ma- uh, the wood wizard just because I masturbate all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes off. Well, it cuts the Chewie. He goes down to the tool shed and... As soon as he walks in and kills me because he goes, you people are rich. Other people call this a house. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking around, and he's finding all this stuff. Like, he's he finds goggles and all this stuff, and he's like, you guys are not even using this stuff. Finds, like, a whiskey cabinet. Mm-hmm. He opens it up and starts drinking it. Well, it cuts the trip, and, uh, Bree walks over, and she's like, come on. She goes, let's go in here and finish it. Because, you know, they were drinking. Well, of course, then they're making out on the bed, and they start messing around. And, uh, this this part right here kills me. Lawrence, he's sitting there and he's he, he takes a big old shot off the bong and then he's like, come on, man. He grabs these magazines. He starts looking. He's like, come on, give me at least Swim a, a or swimsuit swimsuit edition. And then he's like, ah, oh, these are doll, daggum, uh, winter catalogs. <laughs> he finds a picture of a woman. He's like, this is going to have to do. And he starts to unzip his pants. You know what he's fixing to start doing. Right there in front of the, in the front room. But it's funny because he looks up at, like, this moose or whatever, this deer. Yeah. And it's watching him, and he kind of, like, turns to the side. He's like, you got to hide my shame. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, out of nowhere, Clay and Jenna bust in the house, and he, like, jumps up real quick, and he's like, man, y'all just scared the F out of me. You gave me almost a heart attack. And she's like, where's everybody at? And he tells her, he's like, um... Nolan and uh, Chelsea, he said, they went down the river like hours ago, or the lake hours ago, and uh, Chewie's at, at the tool shed, and she's like, where's um, Trent?" And he's like, she, he's in the bedroom with Brie. Well, then it cuts to them having sex. This dude has the worst line in any sex scene I've ever seen. I'm going to use it. <coughs> I'm going to start saying it all the time. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. All the time. Well, it's funny because she's got her shirt off and he's on, she's on top of him and she's filming him. And he's like, this better not end up on YouTube. But the whole time we're doing it, he's looking at her boobs and he's like, uh, your boobs are effing trepen- tremendous. Perfect. or Perfect. I can't remember how he says it. He says you have perfect nipple placement. Perfect nipple placement. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Oh, well, I will from now on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was the line right there. When I said it, I was like, really, dude? That's so stupid. You have perfect nipple placement. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, the whole time they're doing it, Jenna's trying to knock on the door, and he's like, go away. And she's like, I need I need you to come out now. I need you to hurry up, because, you know, she's trying to tell him. And, uh, well, anyway, it cuts to now Chewie's in the, um. The tool shed, he's looking around, he finds a hockey stick, and he ends up breaking the glass, like uh, a light is what he breaks over his head. Mm-hmm. But they played it good because the light's swinging back and forth. It kind of gives you a little eerie feeling. That oh, was a great shot. Yes, and as it's going back and forth, you just realize that Jason's behind him. Good shot. Chewie turns around real quick, and he's like, oh, whoa, man. And he sees him, and he's like, um, are you looking for this? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it'll, a hockey stick. It'll complete your outfit. Yeah, I like that. And out of nowhere, uh, Jason just grabs uh, Chewie and just throws him on the ground. Chewie gets up. They start going at it. And Chewie grabs like a flathead screwdriver, and he's like, gonna—he's trying to stab Jason. Well, Jason takes his arm. He spins it around to where now the screwdriver's uh, facing Chewie's neck. And he put up a little fight, but I thought this was a really good kill scene, especially how slow it went into Chewie's yeah. neck. And the, the more he keeps going in, more blood just keeps coming up out of Chewie's mouth. So, he finally just stabs Chewie in the neck, and boom, Chewy's gone. Dead. I say you. He did. Yeah, he gone. Um, While well, all of a sudden the lights just get cut off at uh, the main house, and Trent comes out and he's snapping. He's like, "Who cut the lights out?" You know. And uh, Jenna's like, "It's the killer. Killer's on loose." And then he, all he's worried about is why is this guy in my house. <coughs> Why is this dude in my house? And she's like, would you listen? And he goes up and actually shoves Clay. And Clay's like, are you freaking serious? He goes, listen. He's like, there's a killer on the loose. I was just waiting for Clay to deck this dude. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they would have let him punch him one time. And she finally tells him, she's like, look, so-and-so didn't come back. We found this. You know, she's trying to explain, like, we've seen this man. He's carrying a dead body that has no head. And all Clay or all Trent says is, you've been with this guy for hours effing in the woods? Like, that's it. But uh, I was gonna let you explain this last or th- this next scene. Uh, he's talking about there's a killer that's killing people, and Lawrence goes over there and he's like, "Well, I go get my boy Chewy." Yeah, so he, he, yeah, Lawrence. He's not gonna leave Chewy out to to be out there with a, a murderer or whatever. So he goes into the kitchen and grabs grabs this wok, this just like a wok skillet, and he grabs a fire poker, <clears throat> and he's gonna go out and save his buddy. So he walks out. And it goes out to the tool shed, and he's pretty much walking the exact same path that Chewie did. Uh, he gets over there, and he's calling for Chewie, walking into the tool shed. And I, me and Johnny were sitting there talking about it. If I call for him, he ain't there. I ain't going in. But he's uh, he's walking in there. And he goes, and he sees, this, uh, he sees all the glass on the floor. And he looks over, and he sees this uh, deep freeze. And there's a little bit of blood on the deep freeze. So they do the whole dramatic... Slowly walk up to the deep freeze, getting ready to open it to see a body. He opens it up, and it's just meat. Yeah. There's just meat in there. Um, He closes it out, and is this where Jason pops up? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the body falls down. The body falls. Chewy's body. As soon as he closes the deep freeze door, uh, the body falls, freaks him out. Jason shows up behind him. They start doing a little tussling around. I think Lawrence probably gives him the best fight so far. Yeah, I mean up until Clay at the end. But, I even you know, like it because Lawrence like get the hell off me. Yeah, like, he's got that fire poker. Yeah, so so they're going at it, you know, with his walk shield mm-hmm. and fire poker sword. So uh, they're going at it, and he's giving them a good tussle. He hides behind this uh, workbench and stabs Jason in the leg with the fire poker. He gets around him, takes off running. Jason come running after him, so mm-hmm. he gets outside. Jason. It shows a shot of uh Lawrence running up the trail and you get a close up shot of a, a wood axe, a wood chopping axe on a log. Yep. So Jason stops, grabs that, and this is probably my favorite shot because of the way Jason throws the axe. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just like lift his arm up and throw the axe. He actually like winds it up and then just lets it loose while he's running. Yes. So the axe is flying, hits uh hits Lawrence in the back. He falls oddly enough, on a stack of uh, chopped wood. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. hmm So he's sitting there moaning and groaning. So he gets a shot of everybody in the house, and they can hear him crying. And everybody's like, well, we got to go check on our friend. And, it, and I think it was uh, Clay. He says, no, he's leaving him out there as bait. He's trying to get you to come outside. And the whole time you can hear Lawrence just kind of crying out for help. Trent's over looking at the window in his douchebag ways. And Brie actually ends up sitting on the ground, and you can tell she's getting really bothered by it. You know, she's covering her ears up and everything, and she's. They played this thing really good. Yeah, they really did. And uh, so you get another shot of Lawrence laying on the woodpile, and all of a sudden Jason walks up behind him, and he goes to grab the axe. But what he does is he flips, uh, he flips Lawrence over mm-hmm. and then shoves him down on his back, causing the axe to come through his chest. Yes. Which I thought was pretty legit. That was a good kill scene. Yeah, I man. thought that was pretty good. I, I, maybe one of, my, maybe my favorite. <laughs> but like you said, it, and I love. Here's a shot that I love, and I always said if I ever did a horror movie, even on the Friday Thirteenth game that I play, when I'm the character and Jason's chasing me, I will pan the camera in front of me because I like seeing the killer chasing the person. I love the fact that you can see Lawrence taking off and Jason behind him. But like you said, that little. When he throws axe, you can hear the man. I love it. And it wasn't even it wasn't even the fact that he threw that big old axe. It was the way he did it while he was running. It was like he actually wound it up, like he was trying to get enough power behind it. Mm-hmm. And you know that would be hard to hear your friend out there going, "Please help me. I can't move. Yeah. Please." But Clay knew. Clay's like, "No, dude. He's using him as a bait. Mm-hmm. So leave it alone." Well, Trent finally goes and grabs a gun. This whole time, yeah. And Bree follows him up there because she don't know. She actually don't know where he went. She just went upstairs after he went, and we see a window is open in the. Uh, oh, no! That was another thing, real quick. We forgot to say, after he kills um, Lawrence, Clay is looking. Or not Clay. Trent is looking out the window, and I love how the camera pans from Trent looking out the window, and it pans up, and Jason's on the roof, You're looking like crow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now going to where Brie goes up to upstairs, she's looking for Trent. And she notices that the window's open in the bathroom. Which, then why would you even go in there? Yeah. Especially with a killer outside. Brie goes in there. Uh, the wind's blowing. Uh, like I said, the curtain in the uh, bathroom. She opens the door. And it's funny because the curtain is halfway closed. Which is one of my biggest fears of somebody being behind a curtain, you know. And I I think this was shot beautifully i thought it was a good scare and because there's no music it's just silence yeah she creeps around she opens it real quick and he's right behind her he picks her up and he's holding her mouth shut now the music's picking up but the camera focuses on jacobs or jacob, jacob. the camera focuses on jason's face and you see one eye and he looks so pissed with that one eye mm-hmm. and he's just holding her she's fighting trying to get it but he, she can't even scream She's trying to get him off, and then he just slams her against these antlers that are on the back of the door in the bathroom. It had a very, uh, uh, silent night, deadly night feel to it. Mm-hmm. When he picked her up and put her on the, yeah. the mountain head. As soon as he does it, like, Trent hears something, but he don't know where it comes from. <clears throat> so anyway, <clears throat> now, uh, Trey, or not Trey, good God, Clay and Jenna are in the living room and cop car pulls up and trent actually sees it he's upstairs and he sees the cop car coming down the uh the driveway anyway by the time the camera gets down there uh we hear the knock on the door and they freeze for a minute clay and jenna they're like what the heck and he goes police officer police so they go to open the door and they're looking out the window the side window and out of nowhere jason jumps from the roof uh, lands right behind the cop. The cop turns around in one motion. He stabs this, I guess it's that poker. I guess the fire poker. Yeah. Stabs the uh, officer through the right eye. Left eye. You sure? Yep. Yep. Left eye. I thought it came from this side and because the camera panned around. No, because he turned him around and he shoved it in and it was in his left eye. So it was like the right side of the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eye. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So he got him in the left mm-hmm. eye. It looked perfect. They didn't even cut it. And you see the eyeball on the end of it. They start flipping out. And they take off. And now finally, they go upstairs and they realize Trent has a gun. He's like, oh my, what are you doing? You got a gun? Like, Clay's like, you idiot. You should have had it already. And uh, I don't know where Trent just starts shooting the closet because he saw two pairs of shoes. And he's like, what are you shooting at? And he thought it was somebody there. Well, then... Bree falls from the antlers and she hits the door. Well, then he starts shooting the bathroom door. And he's like, dude, quit. Like, calm it's, down, it's you know. The one person in the house that didn't need a gun. Yeah. He goes to open the, uh, Trent goes to open the bathroom door and he realizes that it's Bree's body. So he just kind of leaves it alone. He's like, Bree, he's like, he killed Bree. So they all just take off running. I wonder if he thought he killed that. That's what I thought too. Like, he, because he, he was kind of like, uh-oh. So, I think he thought he might have killed her. So, he just wanted to be like, hey, he killed her. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Passing the buck. Yeah. Huh. Buck, antlers. Oh. Uh, uh. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, they all take off running. And as soon as they get out, Clay goes to his motorcycle. But he can't get the dadgum, Uh. He didn't the keys. Yeah. He ain't got the keys. He's like, he's like, I ain't got my keys. My keys are gone. And Trent's in the police officer's car. And he's like. He's still being a dude. She's like, Jenna, F this guy. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I know where Jason throws Bree's body out of the second story window onto the windshield. And Duke uh, Trent screams like a girl and just takes off running. They all three just take off. And that's exactly – I'm like, finally, they did something smart. They take off just running. leave. Yes. And, of course, Jenna and Clay, they take off one way. And Trent runs straight into the woods. He's taking off. And he actually falls at one point and loses the gun in the water. And it kills him because he's like, Well, if you had gun, like the gun's going to answer him. Yeah. And then he's like, F it. He takes off running. And he almost gets hit by a truck when he hit, he finally gets to this road. And they almost make you think that maybe Jason's in the truck. I thought they were going to have Jason jump out of the driver's seat. Yeah. Because it's a weird looking truck or a creepy looking old truck. It's almost like a tow truck or had a flatbed on it or something. Yeah. So. As uh, Trent's behind it, he's kind of like shining the flashlight on to see who it is. And he's walking real slow. And, of course, another good visual, the lights coming up from it. I mean, it's just uh, from the background. It's a beautiful shot. Well, this old man with the oxygen tank sticks his head out the window. So now Trent's like, okay, we're good. I don't know where Jason shows up, puts the machete through his chest, and just slams him on the back of the towing equipment. that old man's like screw this he just takes off with Trent's body yes I thought it was a really good shot when the truck was driving away and Jason was just standing there watching it Mm mhm I thought that was a good shot very good shot and like I told you if we've been watching the slasher cut when he stabs Trent in the uh, chest he picks him up and he's like shaking him up and down and he's like cutting up that was pretty good too Hmm. so anyway so now Trent's dead and Jenna and, and uh, Clay, they're running back to the cabins. And they finally get to the cabins. And I think they hit a bell again. Yeah, no, no. That's what it is. They get back to the cabin. They shut the door. And then they end up hitting hearing the bell. And they can hear Whitney screaming. And they can finally hear it. So they're following it. And they actually see the trap door to go down in there where she's at. Mm-hmm. So they find the uh, the floor hatch. They get in there. And they find Whitney. She's laying there, and finally Clay's happy. They have this big reunion. They hug each other, and she's uh, she's like, "I knew you'd find me." You know, it's just emotional. But he's got these chains, and she's like, "Please hurry up, just just break them, just break them." And like, you know how hard that'd be, because like she's shaking, he's shaking, he's they're emotional, yeah, he they're scared. Have a whole lot of space there either. He's hitting the chains, and as he's hitting the chains, you can hear Jay, it shows Jason all of a sudden he just jumps. He's like, "Boom!" Like as soon as he hits. And they're like, and uh, Whitney goes, Oh, God. uh, Jenna runs over there real quick to see where he's at. And she can see him coming down. When she runs back, she's like, He's coming. Hurry. They finally, uh, Clay breaks the chains. And they get uh, Whitney and they take off running. And I love the fact that when Jason uh, gets down there to where she's supposed to be at, he's walking. But then he looks over and he realizes she's gone. And as he pulls the machete out, you hear the (laughs) shh. And then he just starts booking it like, nope, not today. You ain't taking my captive. Right. Takes off, and they're running down down this, like I said, this pathway. And they get to a dead end, and they're trying to leave through this little grate in the ceiling, and they can't do it. And finally Clay's like, hey, here's here's a spot. So they start moving all this stuff out of the way. He goes in first in this hole uh, to another room. He grabs his sister, and as he grabs Jenna out of nowhere... Mm-hmm. The machete comes through Jenna's chest. I didn't see that kill coming. I didn't either. I thought that was a love interest that was going to last. Right. Well, I remember in the theater when that when I first saw this film, I was like, "Oh man!" Mm-hmm. Like she was cool, man. I was like, it And he and but I loved how he played this Clay's holder, and he's going, "No, no! Oh God! No. Like he can't believe it." Yeah. Uh, she takes off, or they take off Clay and uh. Whitney, because he pulls her body out and he's ready to go after them. Well, they end up, they're in this little bus looking area and it's just, you realize it's a school bus. Now there is a fire set down there because remember when they take off, they hit a lantern over. Yeah. So now they're in this bus that's been tipped over on its side. And I thought that was pretty, again, another neat way for Jason to be able to be like, hey, I could use this as a camouflage thing, you know. Yeah. So they get up, they get in the bus, the, uh, the bus is on its side and... Clay goes, uh, opens the door, and he's like, "Come on, we can get out this way, uh, Whitney." And as he starts to get up there, I don't know where Jason grabs him and just starts slamming his head through all the bus windows. And she's yelling for uh, Clay, <clears throat> and then as she as she yells Clay's name, Jason looks and realizes Whitney's down there. She crawls up on the very last seat. Jason jumps down on the school bus, and he's walking, and he's is of course he pulls the machete. He's walking real slow. And he's not seeing her. Well, right when he gets to the hole where they just come up from, he looks down. And is, and we can see her in the background. She's above him. As soon as he looks up, she just drop kicks him in the face. Kick that dude hard. He falls in the hole. She's sitting there kicking, screaming. She gets away. And then you hear uh, Clay goes, Whitney! Like that. And it's funny because Jason's like, okay. And he just sinks down. He's like, okay, I got you. Yeah, I'll find you yeah i get you i'm I'm jason i'll find you so anyway they run to this barn clay's got it's raining now it's storming clay's got uh whitney and it's back to the barn where donnie was doing the chipper where they're there and he's like uh they get out of the rain and you tell they're exhausted and i think he i don't know if he knew jason was there but he's like um here just hide you know he's like tell tell her to hide i can't remember if they hear something or what do you remember no, I, the only thing I thought of was before when uh, Donnie had said something about the old man putting buckshot in him, so he was like, "Well, we just got to keep out of sight." Okay, well, I mean, and that may be it. Uh, so anyway, they get to this barn, and she's kind of off to the side hiding, and Clay's looking around. He's kind of trying to find a weapon, and he's right in front of this plate glass, and I don't know where Jason just comes through, picks him up, and dude, Jason and uh, Clay start duking it out. That's what I was gonna say. Borns gave Jason a pretty good fight, but uh, I think Clay got the got had the better tussle. Yeah, I, I was actually <clears throat> see, and this is again another going back to Jason wasn't supernatural. Yeah, it <clears throat> was a man on man fight. I thought it was or man versus man. I thought it was a good uh, battle. Uh, but Clay is used to fighting ghosts anyway, so yeah. So anyway, they're duking it out. They're fighting, and uh. Whitney uh, is able to stop Jason from killing him. Uh, now the wood chipper is going. Yep. He's trying to put, uh, Jason, he's trying to put Clay's face in the wood chipper, like to you know, kill him. And Whitney's like, Jason. And he just throws, it's the way he throws Clay and he looks back at her. Yeah. She's got the locket out. She's yeah. Kind of talking to him almost like she's his mom. Yes. Which goes back to the second one. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Jason, She's like, it's it's over. It's okay. And he's just kind of looking at her. Well, you see Clay getting up from behind. And he's got like this mini miniature bear trap. Mm-hmm. And he just slams it on his right shoulder blade. And he starts wrapping the thing around Jason's head. Well, as they're fighting again, he's trying because, he, you know, he's, he throws the rest of it into the wood chipper where it hangs Jason. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Jason broke. I guess, yeah, he broke just, the yeah the weight of the. I guess just the weight of him broke the beam that he was hanging on. So it broke the beam, and when he falls, he picks up a piece of that wood, and he backhands uh, Clay in the face with this piece of wood. <clears throat> Clay falls over, and this uh, chipper is dragging Jason into it. What it's doing is it's pulling it's, it's pretty much strangling him, and it's wrapped around his neck plus the the, claw, the bear claw, I guess, or bear trap. Yep. It's bringing Jason toward this chipper, and I love the fact that mm, – Jason turns around, his mask is getting cut up by the chipper. Yeah. And you can see it. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know where uh, we see, um, we see, what's her name? Whitney grab a machete. And she's like, Jason. And Jason turns around and looks at her. And she's like, say hi to mommy. And she just stabs him right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was right in the chest. So she stabs him. And as soon as she lets go of it, his head goes back to the chipper. And it's just, Chipping away at that big old dome of his. Yeah, but he never gets fed into the chipper though. No, that's the that's the key, right? Uh, and but I love the the, the last uh, shot of that is where you know you see his head shaking, mm-hmm. and but his eyes looking directly at her. Yep. You know the one good eye. <clears throat> um. So anyway, then it fades off. It comes back to now it's daytime, and you can tell it's early morning, and they're on that viaduct. Uh, where the lake is, and you see Jason laying there, and they, they kick Jason into the water, within then uh, Clay kicks Jason's mask into the water. I love the shot of Jason floating down, but the mask passes him, mm-hmm. and the mask lands, and it's focusing on Jason's mask at the bottom of this lake, and you just hear the... Ch- I love that. It was a good shot. Yes. And I don't even know if uh, Clay and wouldn't even have any lines in this scene. I don't think so. But Other she, than screaming. She's just sitting there crying. She's upset, and he just looks at her. And right when he goes over to, like, I guess he's gonna uh, give her comfort, like he's gonna put his arm around her. Instead of you think Jason's fixed come out of the water because of that shot, it shows her, but she's to the right side of the screen, well, and you can the, see the lake. That's the classic Jason shot, too. Yeah, out of the water like that. And then all of a sudden it cuts back, and Clay's bending down. Like I said, it looks like he's gonna comfort her, and Jason just busts through the wood. Got the mask on again. He grabs her. She's kicking, screaming, and he drags her down, cuts the black. That's the end of Friday the 13th. They left it open for a second one, but they never did it. <sighs> I know. What a missed opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But anyway, so that was the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th, which I don't understand why that movie got so much hate. But I, I dug it, man. I really did. It's a whole lot better than Jason Goes to Hell. I wouldn't, man. Huh? I wouldn't even put that on there. But anyway, so that's it. That's that's the end of the film. So, Randy, with you being, this year being your first time watching it, you go first. Well, I, I'll say I, I really did dig the movie. Uh-huh. Um, it was probably, other than the original, uh, the original Jason um, which actually had Mrs. Voorhees as the killer. Um, it, it was it was good. It's probably one of my top top ones that I've seen Cause I've seen I don't know I haven't seen all of them, mm-hmm. um, but I do like Derek Mears as Jason more than Kane Hodder because his Jason was more had a more humanistic feel to it. Right. Um, I still think I, I still prefer Kim Kissinger's. Because his was the big just the hulking you know Frankenstein kind of guy, yeah, you know, um, but I do like that they made him just a deformed monster of a man mm-hmm. instead of being an actual superhuman monster, right. you know um <clears throat> i didn't I didn't dislike the acting, I thought the acting was was fairly decent for the most part. Other than a couple of one-liners that made no sense whatsoever, there, there, there was a couple of scenes that I'm thinking, why, why, why put this in there? Right. The scene with Donnie and the mannequin, I was like, that makes no sense. Why? You know, what's that about? The scene with uh, Lawrence by himself with the magazine, I was like, why? You know, what context did they yeah. give to it? You know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I thought most of the, most of the kill scenes were pretty good. I mean, they weren't like overly creative for the most part. Right. But they were still quality. And I'll tell you, this is this movie had some of the best focal shots that I've seen in a lot of movies. Like the shots of Jason were great. Oh, yeah. My my favorite shot is with him and Chewie in the tool shed. Yeah. Lights going back and forth, and Jason's showing. He's like, you got Jason. No, Jason. Jason. Jason." (laughs) Yeah. It it was, man, it all looks so good. Um, yeah I mean the music was great it it didn't have you know the eighties feel to it right but it had that intense menacing music you know that added to it so I thought the music was great as well um the cast I thought everybody played i thought the cast was great i think I think clay was probably my favorite but i like I said I kept waiting for him to deck Trent, but never happened Mm-mm. so um uh, overall i did i did enjoy the movie uh if you are a Friday the 13th fan I'm giving it a thumbs up <clears throat> I think you should definitely add it to your collection if you are a collector uh it's definitely worth the watch um and i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a b plus b plus i'll give it a b plus right on right on well we're not uh far off at all because this is one of my favorite uh, Friday the 13th films. Um, Derek Mears, like I said, did a outstanding job as Jason. I'd still love to see him. I think it's been 13 years since this has been made. Yeah. And I, I'd still love to see Derek Mears come back and play Jason. Um, they left it open. You never know. It may happen. It may not. But the simple fact is, is I think the cast did a great job. The music stuck out to me, especially the chase music. Mm-hmm. That was another thing. If you, which it was the eighties, so I mean we can't compare them. But like when Jason would chase people in eighties, you'd have that dun dun dun-dun-dun. This one was dun dun It had more of a all oh, dang, yeah. oh, it's heating up now. Yeah, uh, the fact that Jason runs, I love it. I've said it before. The lighting I thought was really good. You could tell that the same guy that did Texas Chainsaw Massacre did this one. Uh, I would calm down on the language. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd calm down a little bit, but you know I'm picky about my language. Uh, I love the fact that they tied part one, two, and three in. Love the fact that the mom was in it. They didn't just leave her out. They didn't just tell the story. I love that he had to sack around his head and that he found the hockey mask. Uh, The reason I'm not going to give this movie an A is because uh, I did not like how he found the hockey mask. Uh, that just kind of... eh. I don't know. It just the whole scene with Donnie getting high and the mannequin. It took me. It, it took me out of the moment. I can say that. Yeah. Because I was like, this is stupid. You know. Well, you were so focused on that dumb scene that that kind of lost its power. It did. It really did. Um. And like I said, uh, I would have calmed it down a little bit on the language, but that's what that you know this generation really gets into, where you didn't have to have that on the movies that I like, the 80s movies, you know. But overall, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Of course, it's in my collection. If you're a horror fan, I recommend it. If you're a Friday Thirteen 13th fan, a Jason fan, man, how can you not have this to your collection? And I'm giving it a B plus as well. I really dug it. It's one of those. I I don't watch it all the time, but I. Uh, it's one of those that when I get in Jason mood, yeah, it's definitely going in. Cause I do skip a couple of them. But, you know, I love that one. So that being said, there we there is our review, of Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine remake. We both really dug it. I'm glad you did dig it. I did. Oh, and that was another thing, real quick in my review. My biggest thing, the reason I really wanted to give it an A. Mm-hmm. But this is the main reason why, is because I love the fact that Jason was a hunter, and that he had his own ways, like in the in the uh, pits. Yeah, the tunnel. The tunnel. Yeah. They finally explained how he. Well, they're running, he's walking. No, 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 no. He knows where he's going. Yeah. Just like that school bus that was to the side. People see that they're not even gonna think anything about it, but Jason's already got it dug a tunnel in there, and so I, I dug that. Yeah. So yeah, that that was kind of cool. Okay, so with that being said, that is our review. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. We are sorry that we have not still had the faculty, but that is going to happen. It's coming. Yes. So, our next episode will be the faculty. I cannot wait for it. I have not seen it in probably 15 years. It's been a long time. When it first came out, I remember liking it, but to be honest with you, I can't even tell you everything about it anymore. I can't even tell you what the main plot is. I just remember the faculty was... Uh, monsters or aliens or weird—I don't remember. Man, it—it's been so long. If I had to take a guess, I think they were like not possessed, but like almost like invasion of the body snatcher, maybe kind of. I—I I, I don't know. Like I said, it's been a while. Right. All right. So anyway, um, be sure to always—if you—if you get the chance, we'd love to see, hear from you. Uh, leave us a review on apple podcast we do have three uh ratings they all give us five stars if you're enjoying the podcast please uh, go to apple podcast or spotify and leave us a review tell us what you like what you don't like so with that being said uh randy you got anything else before we sign off i don't think so all righty well everybody always remember to stay scared and stay spooky